Peace, peace. We are back once again with Masterminds with Brother Shemel. I'm your host, Brother Shemel, and I am happy to be back with another episode. Um, this is actually part two of our series pertaining to Elohim, the fall of man, and Kabbalah. And in this part of the series, I'm going to actually go into the second world of the four worlds known as Berea. Um, that's B-E-R-I-A-H. Um, sometimes it's spelled, it has various spellings, but basically... That is the world of creation, to be exact. So, in the previous uh, episode pertaining to Kabbalah, we spoke about Atzilu. Atzilu is the realm of pure divinity. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be reading from the Circle 7 as well as the Bible um, to give some context um, in reference to how this realm or world comes into play with us as, as people, human beings on this planet. So I'm first going to start off uh, with chapter 1 again creation and fall of man I'm just going to read a portion of this chapter uh, because this one chapter has so much packed in it that uh, we really can go into chapter one of circle seven um, for days on end and just unpack a multitude we can keep going with the with the jewels and the gems that are in it so I'm going to start the creation and fall of man time never was when man was not if life of man at any time began a time would come when it would end the thoughts of Allah cannot be circumscribed no finite mind can comprehend things infinite all finite things are subject unto change all finite things will cease to be because there was a time when they were not the bodies and the souls of men are finite things and they will change yea from the finite point of view the time will come where they will be no more but man himself is not the body nor the soul he is a spirit and a part of Allah creative fate gave to man to spirit man a soul that he might function on the plane of soul gave him a body of flesh that he might function on the plane of things made manifest why did creative fate give to spirit man a soul that he might function on the plane of soul why did creative fate give to soul a body of flesh that he might function on the plane of things that are made manifest here now ye cherubim ye seraphim ye angels and ye men hear now O protoplast 
and earth and plant and beast. Here now, ye creeping things of earth, ye fish that swim, ye birds that fly, here now, ye winds that blow, ye thunders and ye lightnings of the sky. Here now, ye spirits of the fire, of water, earth, and air. Here now, O everything that is, or was, or evermore will be, for wisdom speaks from out the highest plane of spirit life. Man is a thought of Allah. All thoughts of Allah are infinite. They are not measured up by time. For the things that are concerned with time begin and end. And I'll just stop there. So, to go into basically um, Berea, before I get into Berea, I just want to give an overview and a kind of a recap of the worlds and what we discussed in the previous. So, as mentioned, there are four worlds as taught in Kabbalah. Okay. So, these four worlds, uh, which are Etzilu, Berea, Yetzira, and Asiya, okay, they um, have various correspondence. Uh, one of them being the four classical elements, which I just spoke about uh, fire, water, air, and earth, right? And I spoke about that. Here now, ye spirits of the fire, of water, earth, and air. So in the circle seven, it does speak about those four classical elements. It also coincides with the four Hebrew letters of the Tetragrammaton, which is Yad, He, Wa, He, which translates into what is known as Yahweh or Yahuwah, uh, etc., depending on how you want to pronounce it. And then later on, it became um, anglicized into Jehovah. Okay. So, which it translates in many Bible translations as Lord or the Lord with all capital letters. Um, with this said, okay, is it must be understood that there, this information is rooted in the Bible. And in particular, there is a biblical verse. Um, you can go to Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 7. Of course, 4 and 3 equals 7, right? Where it says the following. Everyone that is called by my name and for my glory, I have created, I have formed, even I have made. So that one verse in the book of Isaiah sums up the four worlds. Let's break it down. Everyone that is called by my name and my glory, the calling, that's the emanation, the realm of emanation, that is Atzilu, 
Then it says, I have created. That's Beria, the world of creation. Then it says, I have formed. Yet Zira, that's the world of formation. Even I have made Asiya, that is the realm of what they call action, right? That is the manifest, okay? That is the final realm of existence, okay? So, Adzilu is the archetypal or archetypal uh, realm, right? Beria is the creative realm. We mentioned in chapter one about creative fate. Creative fate gave to man, to spirit man, a soul that he might function on the plane of soul. Gave to gave him a body of flesh that he might function on the plane of things made manifest. Right? So that's creative. Yet Zira is when you get into formation. That's formative. And we're going to go into there. We're going to speak on the forming aspect. And then the last is Asiya, manifest. Okay? So by the time you get to Asiya, that's earth. Asiya is earth. Yetzia is air. Beria is water. Azilu is fire. But it's not the fire that you think like a campfire or or a forest fire. It's really a cosmic fire. More etheric, the etheric fire that exists. Okay. So the the formative is letting you know also, and we'll go into this more, but in chapter three. We'll get into this deep when we do our episode on uh, Yetzira. But in chapter 3 of the Circle 7, when it speaks about the actual higher self, it makes a statement in verse 6. It says, the higher self is human spirit clothed with soul made in the form of Allah made in form right that is your that is the making and the formation aspect of it it didn't say create keep that in mind so there's controversy um, somewhat within the within the teachings among various uh, teachers within the Morris Science Temple of America about the first two keys in the Morris questionnaire about who made you, Allah, who is Allah, Allah is the father of the universe. And this this is varies from different um, houses, I should say, or bodies, where the question about making and creating the first question that's asked is who made you? Allah. And then it says who is Allah? Allah is the father of the universe. Now, it's argued by some that this has to be something different because when you go into your circle seven, 
it speaks about Allah not creating a heaven and a hell. Right? So, question now is, and that, that's chapter 12. Where if we go there, chapter 12. And I'll start with verse 8. It says, and Jesus said, my brother, man, your thoughts are wrong. Your heaven and your heaven is not far away. It is not a place of meets and bounds. It is not a country to be reached. It is a state of mind. And verse nine says, Allah never made a heaven for man. He never made a hell. We are creators and make our own. Okay. So there's little... I've heard, you know, the various um, discussions based on this, because here it says, "Well, he never made a heaven for for man." So did he make man? Well, there's a difference between making and creating. If you go to the Book of Genesis, and again, the Book of Genesis in Hebrew, the actual word is Barashith in Hebrew. So before we get into into the actual beginning and read that that actual part I want to speak on Barashith the word Barashith which is very important okay it it has a it has a particular meaning um in the beginning right because the first word in Hebrew word in Genesis is Barashith right after that is the word Elohim Barashith Elohim in the beginning God and then it says created okay Elohim is plural more than one okay this is very important in that um that aspect to to note that denotes time so this in the beginning uh, is actually after the first chapter I should say the first chapter of Genesis is actually after is an event that takes place after the creation and fall of man the first chapter of the circle seven okay because again in the beginning denotes time you know for there to be in the beginning that's a starting point what began okay but in chapter one of the circle seven creation of fall of man it tells you time never was when man was not if life of man at any time began a time would come when it would end the thoughts of Allah cannot be circumscribed no fin- not no finite man can comprehend things infinite okay so that's key to note in that aspect but let's go here and I just want to keep this here of course we know in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 it says in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth that's creation that's better yet right okay so and on a metaphysical heaven and earth and hell are within they're not outside but we're going to go a little further 
when you get into man, okay, you have two things. When you get to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, there's a conversation. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Okay. Again, the word for God there is Elohim. And you know that it's plural group of people because it says, let us. You know, God wouldn't be just talking to himself saying, let us. That would be crazy. So obviously, this is a collection of beings having this conversation saying, well, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the earth and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And then in ver- that's verse 26. In verse 27, it says, So God created man in his own image, and in the image God created he him male and female created he them right so and then it says verse 28 and God blessed them and said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the earth fowl of the air I'm sorry and over every living creature that moveth upon the earth okay just there when it says replenish to re re means to do again so there would be no need to give a commandment to male and female about replenishing the earth which is which implies repopulating the earth if it wasn't already populated okay that's one part when you get to Genesis chapter 5 verse 2 Okay. Now let's start with verse 1 and then go into verse 2. It says, this is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man in the likeness of God, made he him. Right? So it's still going, taking you back to that part in Genesis. In that day. What does it say in verse 2? Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they created so their name right that's a group he called this group of people Adam some would say Adamites it gets deeper than that if you were because the actual word Berea which again we're getting into the um the Kabbalistic aspect of this, this is the second world, the world of creation, Baria, is actually found in the Bible, literally, that word. Um, if you go to a strong concordance, it's um, number 1278. Remember I said to, to really get a thorough comprehension of Kabbalah, you're going to need your Bible, you're going to need a strong concordance, and you're going to need the Zohar. Among other things, those those are the that's the minimum of what you'll need. So, in in strong concordance, uh, in lexicon Hebrew lexicon number twelve seventy eight, Berea, it will tell you that Berea it means a creation, a thing created, right? 
in the book and is found in the book of Numbers chapter 16 verse 30 so what you find this is where it really gets interesting so if you go to if you were just to read in the King James Version it would read but if the Lord make a new thing and the earth open her mouth and swallow them up with all that pertain unto them and they go down quick into the pit then ye shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord okay remember what I said earlier the Lord is the tetragrammaton which is yad he wah that is corresponded to the four worlds the word for a new thing is the word baria the word in this in the Hebrew is um, used for creates is uh, wibra. So wibra, right? So we say waim waim baria wibra. If and then Yahweh waim baria. Wibra Yahweh. If Yahweh creates a new thing, that Berea is a new thing. The creation, this new creation. Right? And after that, it says and opens the earth. The word, the earth opens. And the earth opens its mouth or her mouth. The word used, the Hebrew word or the Hebrew um, for the earth used here is ha Adama. Adama is Adam. So what it's really saying is if this new thing that's created, the Bariya, this realm of creation is created through Yahweh, right? Representative of the four worlds and the Adamites opens his mouth and swallows up it's also the word in Hebrew used for swallow up also denotes um, cover um, devouring to devour right Um, everything that belongs to them and they go down alive into the pit which shul which is also a word used for hell so again the hell is not that mythological hell that you're speaking about where uh, in in most uh, Christian preachers will say you know it has the um, fire everlasting burning fire and there's a man with a pitchfork with horns on his head like the pitcher on the red uh, hot sauce bottle that doesn't exist this is a state of mind remember we just said heaven and hell are not places but they states of mind so these this is putting it out there that if this new creation known as the Adamites or the Adam right will open their mouth and start devouring that which belongs to them and that which belongs to them is that a birthright spoken about in chapter 1 being the lord of all the plane of manifest they just devoured it up 
right? That ties in to the keys 74 and 75 in the Morris questionnaire. What did the higher self say to the lower self at one time when he met him? Where are you going, Satan? 75, what was the answer that the lower self gave to the higher self? I'm going to and fro in the earth seeking whom I may devour, right? So that lower self within this new creation will cause for them to devour. They will speak things, right? And these things will be based in their lower selves. And you have that today where people are arguing with each other. They ridicule each other. They, they speak um, horrible things towards each other. They wish death upon each other. They threaten each other, which is all um, expressions of lower thought, right? And that thought takes place in the realm of Berea, the realm of creation. And that's key to understand on that. This also ties in to the Quran of Mecca, the Holy Quran of Mecca that was given to the Prophet Muhammad in Surah Al-Baqarah, the second surah or chapter, and the actual um, third, thirtieth. I'm sorry, the thirtieth verse. And I'll read my translation um, that I'm reading here from the um, Sahih International. And then I'll go a little more into that. But if you go into that particular verses, that's a section where it speaks about them creating Adam. Right? So it says, uh, when your Lord said to the angels, indeed, I will make upon the earth a successive authority. They said, will you place upon it one who causes corruption therein and sheds blood? While we exalt you with praise and declare your perfection, he, Allah, said, indeed, I know that which you do not know. Okay. So the word that is used for the successive authority is Khalifa. Khalifa literally means successor. To be a successor. For there to be a successor, there had to be a predecessor, which means someone had to actually be in place before this this person was a successor, in this case, Adam. So Adam, this new thing on earth, was not the first man. Again, confirmed in the Moorish questionnaire, right? Keys uh, 55 through 57. It says, what is the name of the first physical man? The answer is his name cannot be used only by executive rulers of the AC of the MST of A. Key 56. What are the words of AC of the MST of A? Answer is Adept Chamber of the Moral Science Temple of America, Third Heaven. Heaven is that state of mind, that's that realm. 57. Who were Adam and Eve? Answer They are the mothers and fathers of the human family, Asiatics and Muslims. Right? Mothers and fathers of the human family. It didn't say the mother and father or the father and mother. It said the mothers and fathers. That's plural. Denoting that this is a group of people, not the first physical man, because the name of the first physical man was not even spoken in, in the questionnaire. It says the name cannot be used. 
only by executive rules of the AC of the MSTFA. So all these keys gets into again that's also ties into Kabbalah because they talk about um, the primordial atom or the atom Kedmon, right? You're talking about that that atom that existed before the atom on Earth. Okay, so and it gets even deeper than that when you get into the the name of the first physical man. But from a Kabbalistic point of view, Kabbalistic study, that's where you you'll have insight on. Um, but again, this creation that would cause havoc would cause havoc in the in the realm of Baria where thoughts are formed, right? These thoughts and these would be lower vibration thoughts. And from these thoughts of creation, your creativity comes through your, your mind. And then the most common expression of that is words. So we're going to get uh, more into our second half in reference to this particular subject of Berea and the world of creation and how it actually plays into us uh, within our day-to-day life. Now, it's important to understand, um, as we mentioned in the previous episode on uh, Kabbalah, uh, the first part of Elohim, Fallen Man, and Kabbalah, we spoke about the Sephira. Now, each world has a Sephira connected to it, uh, associated to it. Um, in Etzilu, it was Hachma, which was, which is uh, wisdom, and we spoke about in chapter one of the Circle Seven, where it says um, that wisdom speaks from the highest plane of life. Right? We spoke about that, uh, which is very important. You know, for wisdom speaks from out the highest plane of spirit life, I should say, to be more exact. And that's Hakma, that's wisdom. So with the realm of Berea, the Sephira, which is um, connected to that particular world, is Binna. Binna, which is the third Sephira of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. It sits on a level below um, Kitta or Kitha, which is the crown, and it's right across from Hakma. So that's first three Sephira on top of the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. You have Kitta, Benna, and Hakma. Those three. That's your triune up top. The crown understanding and wisdom okay so binna means understanding this is important okay so from binna right that is associated this understanding which actually um 
is used in a lot of particular um, demonstrations. So, you know, you have knowledge, wisdom, understanding, right? Um, understanding is usually known as the last part um, in the teachings of the five percenters, nations of God and earth. They speak of understanding. Um, that also is three. Three. And uh, as three, it is associated with the child. Man, woman, and child. Man being knowledge. Woman being wisdom. And the child being understanding. Um, so, but with this, we have to also see certain things as it connects specifically with uh, what understanding is okay within um, the actual studies of Kabbalah okay because it definitely has some um, important um, actual meaning that needs to be looked into and um, actually, when you go into this particular word, binna, okay, I'm going to go into the Bible with that as well, because you will find that also. Um, it also, interestingly enough, connects with um, the Quran of Mecca as well, okay? So I'm going to get into that. Give me one moment. So. Binna, which means an understanding, is a feminine word. Let that be clear. It is found in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4, verse 6. So we can actually get into that, where it literally has that word, Binna. Okay. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, it's also... It may also be in the book of Psalms as well. It's either in the book of Psalms or uh, maybe Proverbs as well. So, but I want to get into some things. We can go into that part of Deuteronomy. That particular verse. And it says, uh, Deuteronomy 4 verse 6. It says, keep therefore and do them for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall hear all these statutes and surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people so you have that aspect then you also have um, in Proverbs as well um, Proverbs the very first chapter of Proverbs okay uh, Proverbs of Solomon uh, no no yeah the Proverbs and the second verse where it says to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding okay so here we have Hakma and Binna in the same verse. Hakma, wisdom to know wisdom, right? 
and then it goes into instruction and then to perceive the words of understanding binna so understanding is associated directly with words this ties in to what we spoke about when we went into that verse um numbers chapter 16 verse 30 where it talked about ha adama opening out his mouth and you know devouring all that belongs to it because out from your mouth comes what it comes words so it denotes that those that people who would open their mouth and their words would be that which lack understanding thus putting themselves into the pit or shul or hell which is a state of mind okay and that that was because of the fact that you know they rejected as they say rejected the lord or rejected yahweh they rejected those that which um dealt with the principles of those four worlds you know they they rejected the natural order of things okay so interestingly enough the the when you go to strong concordance the word binna right the hebrew word is actually 998 okay in the quran of mecca the quran that was revealed to muhammad you'll find a chapter called suratul baina right suratul baina is actually which is um uh, rooted um phonetically rooted in the same root as binna because remember arabic and hebrew or cognates of each other they like dialects they come from the semitic they're both semitic languages they come from the semitic lang- language family and that literally means the degree of the clear proof of the clear evidence so here baina albaina the clear proof is that clear evidence which of course has to be understanding because for something to be clear that evidence or that proof to be clear you'd have to have understanding you have to understand it you, once it's clear you understand it that is actually the 98th chapter or sura of the quran and it has eight verses or ayat okay not only that but it literally is composed of 98 words the 98th sura is composed of 98 words in total broken down into eight chapters i mean eight verses i'm sure say it's a very short verse so what i like to do a very short chapter i should say so what i like to do is actually read the whole chapter and give it some context so i'll start off with that bismillah arrahman arrahim those who disbelieve among the people of the scripture and the polytheists 
were not to be parted from misbelief until there came to them clear evidence. A messenger from Allah reciting purified scriptures within which are correct writings. Nor did those who were given the scripture become divided until after there had come to them clear evidence. And there were not commanded except to worship Allah, sincere to him in religion, inclining to truth, and to establish prayer and to give zakat. Zakat is alms, charity. And this is the correct religion. Indeed, they who disbelieve among the people of the scripture and the polytheists will be in the fire of hell, abiding eternally therein. Those are the worst of creatures. Indeed, they who have believed and done righteous deeds, those are the best of creatures. Their reward with their Lord will be gardens of perpetual residence beneath which rivers flow, wherein they will abide forever, Allah being pleased with them and they with him. That is for whoever has feared his Lord. So this... um, particular chapter uh, 98 sort of and just to make a note to be clear when I say it composed of 98 words I'm spe- speaking about the Arabic words 98 Arabic words of course there's various translations of this chapter different translators have translated so the number of words do not um, in English are not the same number of words as it is in Arabic but one of the things that's spoken about here should be noted is that it speaks about um, that that there would be no parting of those who disbelieve from their disbelief until they claim clear evidence, right? And that those who were given description would not be divided until they claim until after they had come to them clear evidence there is actually a this this um kind of brings in alignment with the the very scripture in genesis chapter 49 verse 10 which says the scepter shall not depart from judah until shiloh comes right and that particular verse is very uh very important in uh within the Morris Science Temple of America uh if you were to look at the first the picture the group picture the famous picture of the first national convention of the Morris Science Temple of America in Chicago uh with prophet Noble Ali um, they're all in front of this building and Prophet Noble Drew Ali is front and center towards the bottom of the steps or I should say on the on the street level because most of them was up along the steps on the incline in the first row there's a sister who was wearing a dress and on the dress it has literally written on the dress uh, the verse scripture of Genesis chapter 49 verse 10 which says the scepter shall not pass from 
Judah until Shiloh comes, right? So Judah, of course, which is also taken from the Hebrew Yehuda, right? Deals with guidance. Okay, translates into guidance. Shiloh means comfort. Okay, so those are also metaphysical aspects to that. And that scepter, scepter is that which uh, has multiple meanings. One is a scepter of rulership and also a scepter of prophethood. Okay, so keep those things in mind. That ties directly to the 98th uh, chapter, okay, which is Surat al-Bayna, clear proof, phonetically um, associated and similar to Binna, the Hebrew Binna, okay, which is understanding, understanding, clear proof. If we go to the 12th chapter of the circle seven, it will tell you what understanding is. And so I'll go into that and I will start with the 16th verse and I'll read on into the 21st verse. It says, force is the will of Allah and is omnipotent and power is that will in manifest directed by the breath. There is a power in the winds, a power in the waves, a power in the lightning stroke, a power in the human arm, a power in the eye. The ethers cause these powers to be and thought of Elohim, of angel, man, or other thinking things directs the force. When it has done its work, the power is no more. Again, Lamas asked of understanding, what have you to say? And Jesus said, it is the rock on which man builds himself. It is the gnosis of the ought and of the naught, of falsehood and of truth. It is the knowledge of the lower self, the sensing of the powers of man himself. So there, in just that last verse where it says, it is the knowledge of the lower self, the sensing of the powers of himself. The question you have to ask, what is man himself? That goes back to chapter one of the circle seven, where it says man himself is not the body nor the soul. He is a spirit and a part of Allah. Okay. So that sensing of the powers of himself is a sensing of him as spirit man being a part of Allah. The sensing of the powers of the spirit man as one with Allah. Okay. So keep that in mind. Now, something interesting about the number 98. 98 is actually a multiple of seven. It's divisible by seven. 7 times 14 to be exact okay so it's a multiple of 7 again 98 verse 98 Arabic words in the 98 verse of the Quran of Mecca 8 verses 
in the strong concordance binna is 998 okay in 98 in um, gametria is connected with the Hebrew name Hannah okay in gematria he on uh, 98 the Hannah the word the name Hannah will give you equals to 98 okay so when you go into Hannah this is also important because this also ties in and by the way the number 98 is used three times in the Bible by the way okay uh, 98 is also the age Hannah okay well let me go back here Hannah is the mother of the mother of the prophet Samuel okay in the Bible as mentioned okay um, that's important to understand so he is okay he is actually uh, I should say yeah of Samuel Samuel was raised by Eli in the tabernacle Samuel died at the age of 98 okay um, if you go to 1st Samuel um, chapter 4 verses 15 to 17 Hannah the word Hannah Eli and Eli actually means exalted it's the it's the actual Hebrew cognate of the word Ali as a noble Jew Ali and I spoke about this in my book who is Elohim I break that all down okay so Hannah means grace or favor in Hebrew and it's also an Arabic word which means affection both of them are female used as for for women for a female it's a female name in Arabic and in Hebrew but in Hebrew Hannah means grace or favor okay and this denotes the favor that was shown on her this is how you know these are symbols these are uh, these are actual um, archetypes and symbols that are used the grace and favor that was shown on Hannah was receiving a child right but yet she was called Hannah and she was called Hannah in reference to that act right so that denotes something that took place after she was born when she was an adult not as much as something that was denoting from her prior to that okay and we're going to get into that but Hannah that name as I mentioned which is connected with the number 98 and again this all ties in with Kabbalah gave birth to Samuel and the the actual story behind it is that Hannah requested or asked for this uh, to receive this son and that she said and, and this is in 
First uh, Samuel um, in the first chapter, basically when it speaks about it, that if she were to receive the son, she would dedicate him, this child, to the Lord to be of servant. So basically, um, this child was to be a Nazarite. Okay, the same way Jesus and John the Baptist were Nazarites. So, Sam, and then from there, when you get to Samuel, chapter, um, basically chapter one, um, the twenty, chapter one, the twenty, you get that part where that statement is made. Uh, so it says so in the course of time Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son she named him Samuel because saying because I asked the Lord for him okay so Samuel actually um, can be translated or Shemuel in Hebrew can be translated as name of God or heard of God instructed of God or God has heard okay Hannah again means favor or grace in Hebrew. So out of so this is where you get the the symbolism and the allegory metaphysically from grace out of grace you will receive the name of God or the instruction of God, right? Shemuel, God is I access of the Lord. Basically Shemuel God has heard that which was asked and has responded to that which was asked. Metaphysically, Samuel, the prophet Samuel, represents spiritual discernment. That spiritual discernment is the understanding. Okay? That inner voice, right? Listen to the still small voice. To know, again, the understanding, the gnosis of the ought and of the of the art and of the naught of falsehood and of truth to be able to discern that which is which it is the knowledge of the lower self the sensing of the powers of man himself that's what Samuel represents okay also signifies judgment based on the understanding because remember Samuel was a judge he was a he was a judge okay so these are things that should be definitely uh, grasped in terms of that. Now, why is this all even important? Um, the other thing I wanted to note, because again, we're going to bring it back to Bateria. Remember when I mentioned in the 98th chapter of of the Quran of Mecca, Surat al-Bayna, it said it spoke about the best of creatures and the worst of creatures. It basically said those who disbelieve would be the worst are the worst of creatures, and those who believe in their righteous deeds are the best of creatures. Again, that ties back to the best of those from that realm of creation, Baria, creature, creation. What is the creation? What is the creature? That is the manifestation of the thought. Because all creativity, right, comes from thought. All creation comes from the thought. The very word create 
um, comes from the Latin creatus, which means to grow. And thought, the etymology of thought is seed. That's why it says in chapter one that the thoughts of a law are a seed. Man is like a seed. Okay? So this is important to note that within ourselves, all these stories that you get, and from a Kabbalistic understanding of it, comprehension of it, you see that what you create by your thoughts in that realm of Beria, right, can manifest the best or the worst. Okay? But even in that, through the proper understanding, the gnosis of the art and the not, the falsehood and the truth, okay, you'll be able to have grace, favor upon you, right, to manifest those things that are to your benefit, okay, so this all ties into the power of that realm known as Beria, so I hope, and there's much more to it, um, but I hope this was um, helpful and useful, give you more insight on the world uh, the four, one of the four Kabbalistic worlds or four worlds taught in Kabbalah, um, Kabbalah known as Beria and we'll get into more in our next episode um, dealing more with these four worlds but until then peace and love